This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we speak to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashran Johan. Youth in Politics, or Why Politics, is an independent youth-led movement that aims to generate a more politically aware Malaysian youth. Joining me on the show today to discuss what this initiative is all about is the founder of Why Politics, Lo Carmen. Welcome to the show, Carmen. Perhaps you can start by telling me about Why Politics. Thank you so much for having me. So Why Politics is an acronym of Youth in Politics and also a play on words Why Politics, like W-H-Y, mm-hmm. Why Politics. <laughs> Um, we are a multi-partisan movement that aims to generate a more politically aware Malaysian youth. So what we do in Why Politics is we produce infographics to equip Malaysian youths with the information necessary to ensure that um, our country's governance is representative of their needs and demands. Right. And what inspired you to launch this uh, Instagram page and, and so on and so forth? So what inspired me to launch Why Paul? Um, politics has always been designated the purview of an adult. So if you're not perceived as an adult, then you should stay out of politics. Mm. But um, people don't realize that the decisions that are being made in parliament have an effect on their quality of life. So young people are the most avid users of social media. So I wanted to have a platform to you know, tell them that it is okay to talk about politics, to discuss about politics. And at the same time, I wanted to increase um, the youth engagement levels with the political going on in Malaysia. There was this day, I so happened to come across um, Chenkit's story on Instagram. So Chenkit is the other co-founder of Why Politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so he posted a story to ask if he should create a separate Instagram account just to talk about politics. I replied to his story and say, okay, let's start something and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that particular time. Um, what was going on in Malaysia at that time that made you go, you know, now, now is a good time and now is the time where I need to take action. Um, what pushed you to do that? I think um, when we launched Why Politics, it was during MCO. Mm-hmm. And then I remember during the start of MCO, everyone was super confused. Just the SOPs, um, they keep changing the SOPs. Right. And there was no clear guidelines on what, is, uh, what should we do, what is happening, what kind of action is the government taking to you know, stop COVID-19 from spreading. Um, and I think at, at that point of time, I was quite free because everyone was working from home. Mm-hmm. But, um, during that MCO period, I decided to, okay, I think... Um, it's better for me to produce infographic so that all of the information online can be more can be easier to read, can be more digestible. Right. And what so so what was there like a specific reason that that made you go, let's do infographics? Is it because um you felt that you know that that's the kind of content that a lot of young people connect with? I think because a lot of them they're on social media. Mm-hmm. And then um uh, like I don't have to do podcasts anymore because a lot of people are doing podcasts. Right. But two years ago or three years ago, before I started Why Paul, um, there was not many infographic pages on Instagram. Right. So I decided, okay, why not we start something new? Carmen, you're also an activist. You know, you you attend protests, you you fight for human rights, and and so on and so forth. Why did you get into activism? Was there a particular turning point in your life? 
I never intended to become an activist. <laughs> so I did my internship with Kampung Tunku State Assembly Woman UA. Right. When doing my internship with her, she brought me to an Orang Asli settlement. Mm-hmm. And through that, I think three or four days, I realized how privileged I actually am. So, you know, for us, when we are at home, we have to walk just a few steps to the bathroom. Right. But for the people in the settlement, it's so different. They have to walk down the bukit just to pee. And I remember there was no light in the bathroom. We had to use the flashlight on mm-hmm. our phones to shower. So on the night itself, this uncle approached me and told me that, oh, they are already considered very lucky because their kids don't have to travel that far for education as compared to others who need to walk like 5 km on foot in the morning just to go to school. So honestly, I think the underlying motivation is um, my guilt about my privileges right. and also probably a desire to address those who are suffering. So when I see others get denied their basic rights or not have their basic needs met, it makes me angry. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you said that you you didn't originally have an intent to become an activist, but you at the same time did go and, uh, you know, intern for Lim Yi Wei, who is an adon in, in Selangor. What, why politics though was were you always interested in in politics it's not uh you know everybody does their internship but not many people specifically say i want to intern for a politician so what drove you into that so i did my internship with her after completing my a level if i'm not right. mistaken and then um cuz i said like the reason why i decided to do an internship is because um we a politician is because of my dad. Mm. So um, since young, my dad would always talk about politics. But I think it's ironic because um, he strongly believes that one should not be exposed to politics at such a young age. Right. But, at, but at the same time, he keeps telling me about politics. So every time if we have lunch or dinner, he would tell me about politics. Um, he would forward the news messages to me on WhatsApp. But then he always tell me stuff like, okay, you shouldn't talk about politics. <laughs> It's <laughs> so contradicting. And that that seems to be the, a lo- the 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 situation with a lot of Asian families, isn't it? They talk about politics so much. The parents are so politically in tuned, um, but you know they always forward the messages to the groups. But then if their children want to get involved, it's like a big no no. Um, how did your parents react when when you decided to you know get into politics, intern with a politician, and then? You know, now you're working on political content, you're an activist. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad, he would always say he would always say stuff like, you know, um, you will get your whole family into trouble if you join right. politics. So I just wanted to, you know, challenge him. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because he, he's yeah, you're telling me about politics every single day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't allow me to talk about politics to outsider. So my dad would always say, Okay, you can talk about politics, but only when you're at home. Mm. You go out to say like the cafe or even on social media, you cannot post anything about politics. So there was this day during Chinese New Year. I remember, I think it was like quite recent, like probably three, four years ago, I posted a status on Facebook. Um, it was during Chinese New Year. And then I basically said something like, um, why is the government not doing this, not doing that? And then my dad rushed up to the room in front of my... <laughs> In front of my relatives, he scolded me and he told me to remove that post. But that, that post wasn't even offensive, you know. <laughs> and then, um, so going back to your question, how mm-hmm. did my parents react? 
I applied for an internship with Iwe without telling him. Right. And then I purposely asked him to pick me up um, to Iwe's office. I told him I'm doing an internship, but because I do economics, right. so he automatically assumed that, oh, I'm going to work in a bank or an accounting firm. <laughs> so <I> remember, <laughs> he, before he drove me to Iwe's office, he stopped me at, I think he stopped me at a printing shop because I had to print my resume to go for the interview with mm-hmm. Iwe. And then, so he thought like, okay, I'm applying for like this bank. Or I think at the point of time, he thought that I was working with a bank. <laughs> and then um, I sent him the address. So, because her, her office is like housing area. Right. So we arrived to her office and there was this huge DAP logo right in front of the office. <laughs> 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 and then my dad was like, are you sure this is the right place? So he was rather shocked. And he was shocked, but rather convinced that we were at the right, uh, at we were at the wrong place. <laughs> I told him, "Oh, I actually applied to be an intern with um YBEA." <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad, at that point of time, he was like, "Oh, um, but it's an interview, right? So I don't think you would get it." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Uh, so he I, was hoping you wouldn't get it. <laughs> so I went in and did my interview, and I, um, I told him to pick me up after the interview mm-hmm. and I told him, oh, I'm going to start work the next day. Like the work itself. <laughs> and then he was, he was saying, I think I remember he said something like, oh, you're just an intern. So you won't like, you know, I, I think he was trying to convince himself. So he said stuff like, oh, you're just an intern. So um, you won't get into trouble because no one will actually like, you know, notice you or whatever. Right. As long as you don't um, say offensive stuff or go against the government, then you'll be fine. so how does he feel about um what you're doing right now so after my internship with Iwe I went to a few protests Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him so it was only after the protest that um I came home and I told him oh I actually went for this protest and I remember he sat me down in a room (laughs) (laughs) basically said something like oh you basically get the whole family into trouble like if you want to join politics, you can. I think at, at that point of time, he was already accommodating. Mm-hmm. So he told me like, okay, you can join politics, but make sure, um, but don't join politics now. So you join politics at the age of say 40, where you have this <laughs> amount of money. And then, right. okay, that's when you can join politics. You're safe to join politics. <laughs> right. As the day goes, I think he knows that there's nothing he can do. Uh, he starts to be more accepting and now he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On the show with me today is Lo Carmen. She's the founder of Why Politics. After the break, I ask her, what is her hope for the future of Malaysia? Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan and on the show with me today is Lo Carmen. She's the founder of Why Politics. So Carmen, why is it important for young people to be politically conscious? I think we have to do our part in learning how to exercise our rights Mm -hmm. because um, we have to ensure that the decisions that are being made in parliament are representative of what we want. So at the end of the day, we will inherit all the effects, both um, good and bad, of policy and decision making being done. So it's important for us to, you know, be conscious, to remind the powers that we have a stake in our country's governance. Also with issues like youth unemployment, the education, housing issues, who better to provide insight into the type of policies we need, if not the young people who are experiencing it. Right. And what are, on that note, what are your thoughts on the 
level of political consciousness among youths in Malaysia right now? Do you think that Malaysian youths are politically conscious? I think with Undi 18 being implemented, more youths have taken the initiative to be more politically conscious. So after in, after we post our infographics, um, we often receive comments or messages that tell us, oh, they didn't know about this and that before reading our post. And um, we were often told to post more because they're interested in diving deeper into that particular topic. But at the same time, there are also a group of people who you know, simply do not care about politics, um, who are privileged enough to not care about politics or have chosen to detach themselves from politics because of the current political landscape. Why do you think it's important to start now, to start when people are at a young age, um, you know, even in high school and, and so on and so forth, rather than, you know, wait till you're, let's say, 40, for example? I think it's because... Um, a lot of things they actually a lot of things that are being said in parliament or whatever um, the politician do, it all actually ultimately it will affect the young ones. Mm. So if you don't you know hold them accountable or if you are not conscious enough to know what are your rights, how are you going to hold them accountable and you know tell them that okay we want this we want that? So I think it's very important to start at a young age instead of like you know waiting until you're forty. Right. When it comes to political perspectives, right, from your vantage point, what do you think separates today's youths from previous generations? Mm, I think youth these days are more open to more than one political party as compared to the older generation. So they tend to have their own opinions rather than just blindly following their parents. So if their parents are UMNO, then they think that, okay, no ideology doesn't suit them and then they will do their own research and then okay they will join like another political party that even though like you know all of their family members are UMNO members but they have their own opinions you know to um to say that okay i don't agree with whatever UMNO is doing i think that um ex political party is better so i want to join that party even though my parents are um in UMNO and i think youth these days they're also more inclusive, mm. progressive. So they are willing to speak up about surrounding issues and they are not afraid to speak up compared to our parents. Also, social media has been the tool for youth to escape from their um, political apathetic environment as they're not only exposed to local but also international news. Right. And on that note, what do you think are some of the biggest issues faced by Malaysian youths today? Mm, I think one of the biggest issues faced by youth these days would be youth unemployment. So even if it's so hard to secure a job now after graduating, even if they manage to secure a job, the minimum wage right now is 1500 if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then the housing market in Malaysia is so expensive. I'm renting a place now and it costs me like more than 2k a month so how do you right. expect like you know like fresh grad to survive with just 1.5k mm-hmm. Absolutely. and i think yeah and i think the other main issue would be age discrimination so age discrimination is unfortunately still very common in our country what do you and mean by age discrimination say if i'm 19 or 20 and i want to do this 
um business or I want to do say I want to do something I want to do an initiative mm. um, like I think that the adults would say stuff like oh you're too young to think about this just focus on your studies um, finish your degree finish your master's or whatever and then you start thinking about you know doing anything so they they automatically assume that if you're um you know not perceived as an adult and then you shouldn't make any decision mm. even though if it's um like even though if the decision affects only you and not other people but they automatically think that okay you shouldn't be deciding this and that right um, listen to like the adults right so you know you've talked about you know the the general political consciousness among malaysian youths what are some of the sort of programs activities or anything that why politics does to sort of address this these issues um to improve the political consciousness among malaysian youth so in why politics we try to produce infographics to educate um on the political ideologies system structures issues mm-hmm. we used to post twice a week but that is a lot of work because all of us are doing this voluntarily right And we have other commitments some are working some are studying So we last time we used to be quite you know like we used to force ourselves okay we have to post at least twice a week but now we are posting it probably like once a week or once in two weeks. Mm, we have also carried out public policy workshop, and during MCO we tried to do clubhouse sessions, um, Zoom webinars, IG live session, and currently we are working on a project. So we are doing a comic book series. Right. about the importance and um benefits of youth participation in state and federal political decision so our comic book will be both in malay and english and basically in the comic we explain um stuff like why is it important to vote the do's and don'ts during voting day the ideologies of all political parties So that's what we are working on right now. Oh, that's really cool. And when when can we expect this comic book to be out? And also, um who uh, I'm I'm guessing that because it's a comic book there're going to be characters and illustrations and and all of that. Are y'all doing this yourself or are y'all partnering up with with someone else? Oh, we are actually partnering up with RRI. I think we'll probably launch it in two weeks time. Oh, nice. Okay, we'll be keeping a a close eye on that. What are some of the memorable moments um from doing activism or just being engaged in politics for perhaps this past few years what has been the most memorable moment I think for activism the most memorable one would be the candlelight vigil right is <laughs> none of us was expecting the arrest yep so we went for the lawan protest that happened before the vigil and all of us were actually mentally prepared okay we might be arrested mm-hmm. but none of us were expecting them to arrest us during the candlelight vigil so we were being um dragged onto the black maria and i remember that night itself i was invited to speak in a forum so i told my dad i'll be home by i i think i told him i'll be home by 9 um and i told him to prepare dinner <laughs> but then <laughs> that night itself like everyone got arrested right and I didn't have time to inform them that I'll be home late because we were technically being arrested. Mm-hmm. Someone sent Nalina's like Instagram live to my dad and then when I walked out of the police station my dad was there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I just found out that oh um my dad was trying to you know like 
argue with the police because he wanted to be in the police station to be next uh, to be with me and basically to make sure I don't you know say like simply say stuff uh. right right I think it was after the incident um he realized that okay lah there's nothing he can do about it and um I think he also realized that youth these days they should be you know um conscious and they should start speaking out whenever um you think that something is not right Right. And was that your first encounter with the police? How did it make you feel at the time? I think that was my first time. Right. And how did I feel? Um, I wasn't scared lah because there was, I think there were like 30 of us. Mm-hmm. So we had like a lot of people in the same room. And then it wasn't that scary. But I remember feeling super hungry that night. Because right. we, we we were telling each other like, okay, we are going to have dinner like after the candlelight vigil. So um, we went to the place at 8 o'clock um, thinking that, okay, after 30 minutes, we will leave and then we'll go get dinner or something. But then we were in the station until I think 1 or 2 a.m. <laughs> you say you weren't scared at all, but how did you find the courage? Because for many of us, getting arrested, dealing with the police, you know, having to go through that commotion where um, you're put into Black Marias and, and all these images can be incredibly scary. So how did you find the courage? Oh, I think um, I was, I was, I think because I think that my dad is fiercer than the police. Right. So I was more scared about my dad than <laughs> the police. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh shit, how do I tell my dad that I'm being arrested? Right. <laughs> um, what will my dad do? I was I was super afraid because I didn't get to, you know, talk to him on WhatsApp. So I was super afraid that, okay, he might cause trouble like outside of the police station. Right. Yeah. So that was what, <laughs> what was on my mind. Instead of like fearing the authority, I was more scared of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, before we wrap this conversation up, Carmen, I just have one more question for you. What is your hope for the future of Malaysia? Let's say, you know, whether it's short term, in the long term, when you think of the future, what do you hope Malaysia would look like? I hope that Malaysia will be more united. But at the same time, I hope that, you know, the young people will never be afraid to talk about politics. And, you know, also to never lose hope because I have like so many friends who are leaving Malaysia um, to work in the UK. Um, and I think that we shouldn't, you know, like give up on our country. Mm-hmm. So whatever we are facing right now, is just, you know, like a confirmation of progress. So three steps forward and two steps back is still one step forward. So I hope that, um, you know, we will always continue to fight for our country and, yeah, I hope that one day we will be able to criticize the government and hold them accountable without having, you know, the fear of being called in for statement or even arrested. <laughs> Absolutely. And how can people support Why Politics? By following our page <laughs> and spreading our infographics. All right. On that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. That was Lo Kamen. She's the founder of Why Politics. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We are available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashrin Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.